Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to do a little intro. I'm going to talk about uh, one of our in-house sponsors and then uh, go from there. Sweet. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Valhalla Movement Podcast. This week, I have a a near and dear friend at this point that is just kind of a relationship that has been growing uh, in person at some random conferences like Higher Purpose Project and Elevate. Uh just somebody who I absolutely adore, somebody who I absolutely, I entirely respect with my entire being and heart and mind and everything that is me and Valhalla supports, Alexi Panos. But before I get to her, um, I want to just quickly talk about something which we're working on at Valhalla constantly. Um, it's called Green Seed. You might have heard about it if you've listened to other podcasts. Um, Green Seed is a crowdsourcing platform that we're building for you. Um, if you have sustainable initiatives, um, ideas surrounding social causes, you want to make the world a better place at the end of the day, then we are building a platform dedicated to helping you crowdfund your ideas, crowd speaking, so getting your message out there across networks and being able to go viral like, I don't know, the next Coney 2012 or uh, something of that nature. And also being able to source, you know, volunteers and teammates and people to be able to help you in your quest and making your dreams a reality and making uh, the world a better place, at least in your area. So um, visit greenseed.me, greenseed, all one word, dot M-E. You can sign up for a newsletter. This is something that's going to be coming out later this fall, but I'm just promoting it before it's getting there because I know this is something that's probably interesting to you. That being said, shifting back to Alexi, who... Um, is somebody who I met recently, uh, I believe the first time we met it was in May um, mm-hmm. at Elevate, and then we, we kind of were at two back-to-back summits for two weekends, so we were got to like hang out, talk about Bahala, talk about something that she's involved in, which is Epic, um, and if you want to have any information about Epic, you can listen to another podcast that I did, uh, did with her partner, Tanil, um, or all the information and everything I'm going to be saying is, by the way, in the description below. Um, but she also runs her own website. She uh, has a, a brilliant YouTube channel that's coming up. She has her own podcast that she's released. Um, again, all the websites down below. And she's just an incredibly inspiring person um, to have around, somebody to talk to. And she's constantly smiling, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite an intro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, when, when you're talking to somebody who's an epic person, then at the same time, you have to give them an epic intro, right? Right back at you, Mark. Right back at you. <laughs> Honestly, and I've got to say, Green Seed, like you just talking about it right then, I got chills because I'm super stoked that something like that is coming out. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but this is the next wave, right? Like people yeah. actually get to feel empowered to change the world. And I love that you're at the helm and making this happen. So kudos to you and everyone. I'm celebrating Mark over here and you uh, should be too. So- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, uh, Green Seed is a project. I'm, I'm super excited about Bahala. I'm super excited about pretty much everything I do. Um, yeah. And every time I talk about it, that excitement, that passion beams through me. But Green Seed um, really ties into not only Bahala's kind of mission, but it also ties into my own higher purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, 
I'm really looking to empower other people. I'm really looking to see other people's dreams come true, and I'm really looking to make a, a better world while doing so. And well, I can't think of a better way to empower people than to give them the helm at what they can fund, put their ideas on a pedestal, as opposed to just constantly being able to apply my marketing skills and any skills that I've kind of amassed over the years towards only my own projects or projects that I'm involved in in any way, shape, or form. So it just uh, it enables me to really empower people like you and I know we've been talking about potentially doing something on green seed with epic and, and, and yourself and stuff so yeah I mean I'm super excited for it um and I'm super excited to have you guys be a part of it specifically too yeah for sure and you know you you touched on a really important thing that I resonate a lot with too is you know the mission to to be able to give people access to their greatest good you know whatever that is and we're all different and we're all unique expressions we've got seven billion unique expressions in the world but how amazing that you get to actually give people access to whatever that expression is within themselves and I resonate with that because that's what I'm here to do as well in my own way and you know it's it's awesome to be able to have all these different outlets like you've got Valhalla you've got Green so you've got a million other things you're doing that all kind of have that same why underneath yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I realized, too. Like, people used to be like, Lex, you do way too much. Like, how do you handle it all? And, and I used to believe them. You know, I used to believe, like, mm. oh, shit, maybe I can't do all of this. Maybe I should only focus on one thing. Maybe that's the way to operate in the world. But in actually getting really clear about who I am and what my purpose is here, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm different expressions you know yeah no I, I fully I fully understand that and that and that's kind of you know the clarity that has been coming through even me attending these summits even though uh, I've been a mentor or a speaker if you will at the end of the totally. day I'm also an attendee I'm, I'm a human oh, just like anybody and I'm and I'm like wow I'm figuring this stuff out too and then I'm seeing the correlation between all the projects that I'm doing and, and how they all to, to me relate to freedom culture which is you know empowering and encouraging all people to, to spread their unique gifts to the world Yes. And, and you know, I resonate so much with Epic and, and work that you've done, and I think this is why you're being invited as a speaker out, out to these places too, because what you're, what you're proposing um, is that everyday people can initiate change, right? That's what Epic yeah. stands for, everyday people initiating yeah. change. And that's the truth, right? We, we all have this power within us. And when we align ourselves with that power, when we kind of get on the same drumbeat and the wavelengths of, of, of like our version of awesome that we can put out into the world, then there's nothing really stopping us from being the superhero that, that we kind of have inside of us, right? There's nothing that stops us from being epic people that are really making a difference. And you might only do it in a small way. You might affect one person's life or you might make one person's day better in any given moment or day. But the truth is that those things add up, right? Everything we do has crazy ripple effects into into what what we're doing and i also know that that is you completely resonate with that because you, you, you know the water project you guys are doing is called the Rip, ripple project right totally and that's what i mean you you said it perfectly it's it's literally like nothing is too big or too small right and i think Tanil and i in the past when we first started epic you know 10 years ago it was in our minds like man what can we really do like we're just two people we're young girls like can we really make a difference you know, how big can this small seed grow? Yeah. And as we started planting and we started seeing what was coming from these seeds we planted, we realized that that small seed can grow into a forest, mm. you know, and, and literally the smallest action, like you said something perfectly, you can brighten someone's day. That one small action, that person could have been having a horrible day, yeah. horrible. And who knows what 
their next step was. They could have come home and gotten in a fight with their loved ones, which could have led to divorce. Or, you know, it's like this whole ripple effect in a negative way, but in a positive way too. You can smile at someone, have a conversation with them, brighten their day. They can go home and love on that person in a way that they've never loved on them and completely change and transform their relationship. So no small thing is ever a small thing. It's actually the seed of what could be a giant oak tree at some point. Absolutely. So it's a really cool thing to think about. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of... of um of seeds that have grown into crazy things. I want to talk, uh, cover two topics. Number one, I know you just got back from Burning Man, and we're yes. going to talk about that in 10 seconds, okay? <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> because that's a seed that was planted by, by a group of people on a nudist beach in San Francisco or yes. somewhere in that area, and then it's turned into this massive festival attracting millionaires and, and you know, if you want to call them hippies alike and, and everyone in between and just is super transformative. I, I read even an article that... Um, one of the uh, Republican representatives like in the House or in the Senate or something like that went and he was talking about how Burning Man was was one of the best life experiences he's ever had, Whoa. which I thought was really awesome. So, um, totally. But before that, I want to back up because yeah. what leads you to Burning Man, what leads you to Epic, and what leads you to having like a great YouTube channel and, and a podcast and believing in yourself and, and starting AlexiPanos.com and all that stuff there's a story behind it, right? And I want to—I yeah. want you to be able to tell a little bit of your story. Like, where, where does all of this come from? Where is the? What is maybe your catalyst moment? Where is, you know, what is inspiring you to become this this change maker uh, yourself? Totally. Well, it's one of those things that, as a young kid, I was always super curious, and I would call myself a seeker. So at eight years old, my mom was into psychology, and she had you know every Tony Robbins tape. And at the time, they were tapes that you would, like, put into your yeah. set player. And my parents were split. So my mom lived eight hours away, and she'd have to come pick us up on certain weekends, and we'd drive eight hours back. So we'd have wow. these, like, amazing road trips, and we'd be listening to Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn. Oh, and, you know, at wow. the time, I pretended to hate it. I'd be like, oh, this is so annoying, Mom. Can't we listen to music? And she's like, no, this is good. It keeps me up. And... Mm -hmm. So sure enough, you know, those, those little seeds were planted in my mind at a young age. I would hear, you know, these catchphrases. And as I got older and as I started really kind of owning who I was and, and recognizing that I didn't fit into the status quo, like I, I excelled at academics. I loved mm -hmm. learning, but I hated school. Mm. I wasn't challenged. I was always going up against the teachers. I felt like, why do I need this? This doesn't apply to my life. Both of my parents were entrepreneurs, so I, I joined, knew that. I uh, joined that club, the hating school club. When totally. I, was, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. And and. I, I kind of regret being so negative at the time, like, right, like, right. I, I don't want to say regret, but I kind of, like, I should have just kept a better attitude towards it, but at the same time, it cool. did lead me down the same path that I'm sure it led you down too, right, which is entrepreneurship and that kind of stuff, so, anyway, exactly. sorry to, to cut you off, continue, please. No, not at all, and, and that's a great point, you know, like, now looking back, I'm like, damn, I wish I would have paid attention to more of those classes, because <laughs> there's some really great things, like, I love science, and, and now I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, so I'm always mm -hmm. picking up books and studying and taking courses and all that, but... You know, at the time, I never fit into that status quo of, like, getting with the popular kids and, like, mm. you know, talk about makeup and, like, date these boys. And it just wasn't me. And I always, from a young age, um, I started modeling because I shot up to, like, five foot nine in sixth grade. And <laughs> my mom used to be a model. So she put me in the Miami circuit. I traveled to Europe at a young age and traveled to New York. And so at a very young age, I grew up. And I was around all these older people that 
had so much life experience and it was so interesting to me, like the things that they were talking about and like experiences they were going through and businesses they were starting and it was just a whole different world. And then I would come back to my small town of Erie, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and have these conversations with people that was like, I can't, I can't be here. You know, like it just, it doesn't make sense. So from a very young age, I knew college wasn't my path. I knew that I always wanted to like pave my own. I never needed a degree because I always wanted to work for myself. Mm -hmm. And I just always had that like clear, 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 clear. And then this crazy life circumstance happened, which it does, right? Like serendipitous things happen when you're- Things do happen, yeah. Oh my God. So um, I was known as a kid. I was a daredevil, tomboy. I never turned down a dare. So every summer we'd spend with my mom and we'd be able to invite our friends. And my sister, one of her friends, wanted to be a singer. And she was looking through the newspaper for movie ads and like, oh, we're going to go see a movie tonight. And there's this like, singers wanted, call this number and audition. She's like, who wants to do it? And we were all like, ugh, no, not us. Mm. She's like, come on, come on, it'll be so fun. So we're all like, nope, nope. She's like, Lexi, I dare you to do it. Oh, so of course, shit. Like, okay, <laughs> fine. And FYI, not a singer. I'm yeah. a performer. Like I did theatrics, I did dance and all that, but not a singer. Mm-hmm. So I call in, her and I both get called in for like a second callback. And it ends up being this massive music producer named Rodney Jerkins, who we had never heard about, but at the time did Brandy and Monica, The Boy's Mine. He launched Destiny's Child. Like oh, he was working wow. on Mike Jackson's album. Like he was huge and he was 21. He was a kid. And he lived in, like, the small town next to where my mom lived in New Jersey, which is, like, insane. So, anyway, he's like, I want you to move here. We're going to do a solo deal with you. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, that kind of sounds cool. (laughs) So, at 15, I asked my dad, and I was at a great school in Erie, and my dad's like, nope, absolutely not. Like, you're staying here. You're in all honors and AP courses. Like, we're not going to switch you. So, I fought a little bit, fought back, ended up moving with my mom. Ended up from Rodney Jerkins, like, learning how to sing and songwrite and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Somehow, eventually got tied and got signed with Jaw Rule's label. So wow. I was signed, yeah, so I was signed with him for, I guess, from 17 to about 21. And I ended up going on tour with them for two years, traveled the globe, like, literally. was all over Europe in a tour bus with Jaw Rule and Ashanti and LL Cool J and, like, all these people that I grew up like listening to it was just the most surreal experience ever clearly yeah and that's crazy <laughs> it was crazy and it's crazy too because again all these seeds that were planted from the Jim Rohn the Zig Ziglar the Tony Robbins success leaves clues pay attention mm. you know like like mastery is there and I would just take note and mm. that's how I've, I've continued that kind of process like I like to figure things out by watching how people who are successful watch how they do it and like not Absolutely. make the same mistakes and, and follow the path that they've, that they've paved for me. So singing, although it wasn't my strong suit, I learned how to craft really well-written songs. Mm-hmm. And I learned what needed to be done, like bare minimum to be a singer in mm-hmm. the studio. And mm-hmm. got to open up in front of 40,000 people and stages all across Europe, Japan, and Africa was our last stop. And by the time we hit Africa, I was like, 19 partying it up like having a great time like total rock star lifestyle and clearly yeah for sure and I they call me mama bear on the road because although I was the youngest one there I was super responsible so I'd always like sign the bill and take the credit cards and I'd like 
you know, rally up all the people that they wanted to go to the after party. Like, I was Mama Bear. Mm. So we're at a club in Cape Town, and I sign a check, and we're there for 20 minutes. And the check is, like, for three grand. And I'm like, we've been here for 20 minutes. But it's three grand because we've got champagne for all these people here at this club to, like, show off and impress these people. And then we go outside, and there's a shanty town, and there's families on the street, like, clearly in, in pure poverty. And it was, like, this crazy, like, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what, what is my life right now? And mm. that was my first aha moment where I was like, okay, this isn't me. Like, I've rode this train for a couple years. It's been fun, but this is not me. Like, I felt so inauthentic. I felt... Like I was putting on this mask and like stepping into this role that I a massive really, identity crisis just like sure. pops out but of nowhere just, in a, in a minute kind of thing. Yes, and it was crazy because I had this life that everyone would have killed for, but it's so it just did not feel right. And I remember I used to feel like sick to my stomach before I would go up and perform, and it's because I wasn't aligned with with who I was. Like I, I was playing a role versus being myself. Yeah. So I came back to New York and like changed everything. Like got out of my contract before my album dropped. Like totally like messed the whole thing up. I was like, I can't do this. I got a bartending job. Ended up meeting Tanil at the the lounge that I got a bartending job at. We started talking, and she's in music, and we knew all the same people, and we both had this passion to want to give back. Because I just come back from Africa, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like I'm here to serve. I want to give back. I want my life to mean something. I want mm. it to be more than a party. And like party and bullshit and champagne and this, this and that. I mm. want it to mean something. Like I want to contribute versus take. And yeah. that was the beginning of Epic. And that journey of Epic has just been like crazy instrumental in keeping me grounded. Because from bartending, I got back into modeling and had a crazy successful modeling career in New York, which turned into TV hosting, which became really successful as well. And you know, in the entertainment industry, you can quickly lose your footing. You yeah. know, I mean, you're making a lot of money, your lifestyle's great, you know, people, everyone wants to have access to you. So like things can blow up real quick, including your head. And Epic for me was that grounding force that always kept me in check. And thank God for that, because that grounding force kept me checking in every year with every trip, like who am I? What's my purpose? Why am I here? And now it's brought me to this point in my life where, you know, I, I joke around and I'm like, I could have never pictured myself being a transformational leader and mm -hmm. like leading workshops and doing this and that. But that's what I was passionate about at eight years old. You know, so it all Listening comes to those Tony Robbie, Robbins tapes and saying uh, like, yeah. yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, this, I yes. can do this. <laughs> I, think, I like this guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, and here I am. Going, I would have never pictured that I'd I'd be leading workshops in the Rocky Mountains or doing X, Y, and Z, and and that's what I get paid to do now, and I almost can't believe it because I'm so passionate about it. I'm so committed to like inspiring and waking people up into their greatness, into their mm. full capacity and potential as human beings, because that's what's going to change our world. And I know you know that. You know, I, it's I, like I 100% agree. Uh, all the change that you're going to create in the world is going to first have to happen in you. Um, oh, you can't expect that other people are going to donate to causes if you don't donate to causes. You can't expect that people are going to sacrifice and spend lots of time volunteering for initiatives if you don't sacrifice and spend lots of time on initiatives. Oh, like you are, 
we're only going to change the world by all by all being a part of that change. And it sounds yep. super cliche, and it sounds like oh, Gandhi said it, and because Gandhi said it now, it's just cliche. Right. Can no, no, no one can ever say it ever again. No, exactly. it's just it, he was right. This is why Gandhi was Gandhi, and we loved him, and 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 yep. he has become such a, a transformational figure. And and many people before and after him have had the same message. At the end of the day, we have to exude what we want to see in our lives. And maybe maybe certain things are going to take time to change, right? And and there's no doubt about that. Change change takes time, but mm-hmm. you can change your circles. You can change your surroundings. You you know you were partying it up with Ja Rule and Nashanti, <laughs> and then now all of a sudden you're partying it up with people in 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 Tanzania or right. in a town that needs water. Okay, it's a different vibe based on who you are and what you believe and what your mission is. Will surround you with those types of people and the types of people right. that that resonate with that and that's why you know i believe we get invited to things like elevate and higher purpose project that's yes. why we're now turning into these kind of transformational leaders even though you know we're trying to stay humble but at the same time we have to kind of like be i don't want to say not humble but we have to like kind of prop ourselves up and there's yeah. there's a, ga- a game that is played with making a website and running a newsletter and running a podcast and doing these things but I don't run the podcast because I want to be a famous dude or be the transformational oh. leader. I run the oh. podcast because I get to talk to people like you who are awesome, exactly. who are super inspiring to me. They're great connections where, where you can help each other. Like, and, and it's not like help each other just gain notoriety and fame and whatever. Like, No, this is like, hey, let's get more water, well waters in Africa. Let's, like, yeah. let's get Green Seed together. Let's find people who might want to join Green Seed or be part of the Valhalla movement or be part of something I know you're working on called Tribe. Yeah, epic or whatever. Like all of these things are just great ideas, but they only come to life based on number one, us being a part of it, us doing it, stepping yeah. up, and and being as big as we possibly can be, and, and being that that person, showing up every day, and being and be standing in our truth, and 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 all that stuff. Um, and the the next step to that is then trying to like convey that exact same message and giving that confidence and that. And that ability to others, right? Like once the, the hero's yeah. journey starts with separation between you and and your and your kind of your natural state, which is you were in a normal environment, you started modeling, then all of a sudden the dare happens. You're now partying with Ja Rule. You have this totally. separation. You, you go through this initiation of some kind where you have this aha moment. In your case, is uh, you know seeing the the Shanti Town and in, in, uh, whatever mm-hmm. right next to you know this club that you spent three k at or whatever, and then all of a sudden. The, the next step to that is you going back to your hometown, back to wherever you came from, to kind of like transform others with that same message, right? Totally. The Joseph Campbell classic story. Yes. Um, and, but it's, and it's so true, right? It, like it couldn't be more true. Yeah. It literally couldn't be more true. And, you know, Higher Purpose Project is all about kind of like that hero's journey. That's exactly what the conference is, and, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it's doing. And I know that that's what you're doing. And I know that's what your newsletter makes me, you know, when I read your newsletter and I get this, like, dose of truth that just comes from Alexi, and I know you wrote it, like, coming straight out of your heart. And I'm like, ah, oh, awesome. Like, that reminds me to just to just continue on the path, to continue doing what I'm doing, because I know that it's right, and it's right for me, yeah. and it's right for the people yeah. around me. And um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I you know, you applauded. You started by applauding me, but I'm going to applaud you really, um, because I think everything that you're doing, you are breaking down barriers that traditionally have been you know tough to break down. It's like, oh, you're a model. 
oh, you must be a pinhead. You must be right. a dumb, and you must be looking for fame, and you probably have an eating disorder or whatever stereotypical things that we'll think about it. And, sure. you know, stereotypes exist, and there's a reason why they exist, because there are definitely people who fall into it. There are definitely Absolutely. people who just step into that lifestyle, and they just live it the way that everyone else thinks that they are living it. But you're not that person. And because you realize that, you are now a leader. You are now have emerged as opposed to this this follower of trends and this just another cog in the wheel of, of, of the stereotypical world that we live in, no matter what you're doing in life. You have just kind of emerged as somebody who, who is kind of changing the opinion, changing the conversation. Um, and I, man, I mean, that's great. It's it's super refreshing to see. It's super awesome to uh to have like just to watch your videos or all that kind of stuff is is incredible. Thank that you. Being said, I, I want I want to bring up real quick because you brought something up that was another game changer for me. Yeah, is it's not about blowing ourselves up, right? Like you're not doing this podcast because you want to be famous and whatever. Yeah. Like I had a taste of fame and it sucks. Like <laughs> it's the worst because especially when it's not for anything good and. And what I realized was once I got back, you know, from the music craziness, I was like dimming, dimming my light because I wanted no part of it. I was like, oh, it's ugly. Like, I don't want to promote mm. myself. Like, that's horrible. Like, it just feels dirty. It feels like this. It feels like that. And I went so this way. And what I realize now is there is nothing brilliant about dimming your light. Yeah. Nothing. And we are only doing a disservice to the world if we dim our light because of fear of judgment or because of fear of how we'll be perceived. Yeah. Like, that's what we're here for. We're here to shine. Absolutely. And I'm finally getting that. And it's not about, I'm putting my newsletter out because I want you to read it and say blah, blah, blah. It's all about intention, right? And yep. if the intention is there and it's coming from an authentic space and it's from your heart and it's from your deepest core why, it's all good and it's all love. So I just want to share that with people because that was a huge lesson for me because I used to just hide because I was a model because I was in hosting and on TV. I was like, I don't want to promote myself. I, I was doing my podcast without doing videos because I didn't want people to see what I look like. Cause Aww. I didn't want them to face it off that. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like, no, and I, and I get that. I fully understand. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about the fact that it, that it like, it's a reality that we have to deal with at the end of the day. I mean, there are, mm -hmm. there are, you know, people, it's not a, a secret that, people click on YouTube videos that show a cleavage more than they click on, you know, if I had the exact same video with the exact same title or something else. It's just how it is. It, we, there, there's a way that the world works, um, but we can break that mold, and I know you're working on that. And I know I, at times, feel like, you know, like, am I really the expert in sustainability? And, and I'm like, sometimes I feel, sometimes you almost feel like a fraud, right? Yeah. That's kind of what it is. It's like... I'm just a guy who's learning and I'm just a guy who's talking about it and I guess I'm doing a better and better job of talking about it because more and mm -hmm. more people seem to be finding it. Um, and, and the same applies to the team of people that work with me on this and Valhalla and every one of us is just growing so tremendously within Valhalla oh. alone and just seeing that nucleus like us being able to like transform is incredible. But then seeing all, also our impact and that ripple that it's having on other people. Like, you yeah. know, somebody who I spoke to a year and a half ago came to like one of the one of you know some of the original Valhalla kind of um, tours and stuff that we were doing on the land is now running like a fully self-sustainable uh, garden gardening service for edible landscaping and stuff on her bike like in in one small part of Montreal awesome. and it's just like wow like and she's like so yeah good. you know I heard about all these things that you were doing and I was kind of studying it and it's just like 
you made me kind of want to step into that to that role or whatever probably you know like I don't, yeah. I, am I the sole person who's, who's behind that? Of course not. This person no. is, was an awesome person to begin with, but all I was able to do was serve as potentially an example or part of an example of how people can, can do this too and be a part of it too. And totally. so super awesome. I mean, the vibe of, of the world is changing. The vibe of the conversation, yes. at least in, in my circles and everything I'm seeing, is we're expanding. Our consciousness and our understanding of what the hell's going on and, and our role within it and the consequences of our actions are, are growing at a rapid pace. And as much as yeah. we are deteriorating our world and there are many problems that still need, um, you know, still need to be talked about, still need to be addressed and still need to be worked on, we are getting better at working on them. And we just need to continue on that, in that vein. And I think we're going we're gonna to change the world. But Totally. Um, now I want to spin it to something which I'm really personally curious about. And yeah. I know, you know, and I brought it up before we started speaking and, and just 10 seconds ago, um, Burning Man, which is this thing that goes on in the middle of, of the desert in Nevada. Uh-huh. 70,000 people gather to base, from my understanding, if I had to like equate it into one quick sentence, it's like to share love. That's what I would say. Yes. I mean, among, yes. I mean, whether you talk about like people having orgies or whether you talk about it's just a party or whether you talk about like just the meeting of minds and, and speakers mm -hmm. being able to like uh, watch other speakers get on stage and share ideas. Like it's just a sharing of uh, it's like a big sharing of love. Um, but I find it really, 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 really interesting, even from a sustainable perspective, because as, although they're creating this city for about, I don't know, one, two weeks or whatever, um, in the middle of the desert, what they were also doing, burning, you know, kind of materials and stuff, what they were also doing is creating this ripple of consciousness, of, of connection, of love um, that is happening. And they're also doing it in a way that, like, they leave no trash. It's yep. all a gift economy. Like, people yep. are exchanging. There's they, Technically, there's supposed to be no real money exchange in some of this. Yeah. And there's only money to buy tickets so that they can actually host the event and have things like toilets and stuff that nobody would mm -hmm. pay for if nobody was – kind of no money was exchanged. But I don't know. I find it so intriguing. And I want you to talk a little bit about that experience. Talk to me about – man, just just give me the dose yeah. on, on Burning Man and the, the <laughs> well, lowdown. I'll this way you you said it so eloquently and also on the other side of that there are no words there are absolutely no words for what the experience is because it's whatever you need it to be so yes it's all about sharing and you know I'll say love and expression so mm. Burning Man is like a full expression of whatever whoever and however you are so people show up as whatever that full expression is. So, you know, there's 90-year-olds who are walking around naked playing chess at center camp. There's definitely, like, the orgy polyamory stuff happening. But, like, for me, I'm not into that lifestyle, so I didn't see any of that. For yeah. me, I'm into, like, love and dancing and meeting amazing people and having incredible, random, serendipitous conversations in these crazy moments that pop up in the middle of nowhere. And I got that all week long. So it really is what you want. And like so many people have an idea of what it is like, oh, there's a huge hippie drug culture. Oh, there's like this huge sex culture. Oh, there's all these minds that come together and share awesome stuff. Yes, 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 yes. It's all of the above. It's whatever you need it to be 
to step into the fullest expression of yourself. And mm. the most incredible thing for me and the biggest lesson I took was a few years ago, I would, I would have been in the same spot at Burning Man judging everyone and being like, oh my God, I can't believe that person is like naked right now. Like reading the book of activities, oh my God, an orgy can, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, you know, polyamorous lifestyle, like who would do that? I can't mm -hmm. believe that. Just like always having an opinion, always having a judgment. And what I got clear about this time, you know, being there was like, holy shit, I love and accept everybody here because they're just, just so unapologetically themselves. And how beautiful is that? Mm -hmm. That people have a space where they can step into that and not be judged. Like nobody there is judging. Nobody. Everyone's just like, yeah, great outfit or like awesome bike or amazing art. You know, it's just a full expression and everyone's like, yes, yes, yes more please yeah. and I thought about like Preston and I my boyfriend and I were at center camp and we were just kind of sitting there taking everything in and watching people and we saw all these people in these amazing costumes and people really go all out with costumes they, yeah they and do they totally it's amazing. do and I I'm one of those people like I've always loved Halloween I love getting dressed up I think it's so fun and we're sitting there and I go I wonder what these people dress like in real life like are they as self-expressed like are they fully like unabashedly there's no way some of them for sure are but there's no way there are people in suits there there are people exactly. for sure like there are people who every day are in a like nine to five and just yes. are, are doing they're going through the motions and yes. this is like their ability this is you know i i bring up burning man not because first of all i have no affiliation to burning man. i've never been i want to go and i definitely will go you're um, going no i'm yeah, it's happening. I'm not, yeah, there's, I don't think there's a discussion to be had. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, I, I look, I, I've never been before, so I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm not trying to, like, right. defend anything because I've never been. I, I don't know anything yeah. about it other than what I've seen on Facebook and whatever. But what I'm fascinated by is, is really this word that has been kind of growing uh, on me and it seems to be growing in everyone's mind and in the kind of the conversations is space. Yeah. Having yes. space for yes. certain conversations and ideas to be exchanged, having space for for freedom of expression, having space for for just freedom culture as a whole, right? Period. Because that's the other sentence that I would use, which is that Burning Man is freedom culture. Like yeah. it is freedom culture in its purest of forms and totally. expressed in my opinion in a very beautiful kind of a chaotic way but at the yeah. same time it's very controlled it's very um it seems fairly calm i mean it seems yeah fine there's people who do drugs there's people who do drugs everywhere i mean we could choose For to sure. ignore them we could choose to walk by the bum on the street but it doesn't mean that you know that homeless man is not there he is yeah he is oh, there yeah. and you're just ignoring it and yeah you can you can call him a bum or you can see him as somebody who's just unfortunate okay and but having that space where none of that matters where all of these inhibitions are just kind of thrown out the window all this mm -hmm. preconceived stereotypical nonsense is just gone and even if mm -hmm. you even if you know and you could possibly profile someone and say yeah chances are they're this or they're that or whatever the point is that you ignore it in that moment because you could just be humans yeah. you could just be you and i could just yep. be me and we can all just be period totally and it's not even about ignoring right because you don't that isn't even brought up. Like what That's people true. do. Yeah, and I say, yeah, you're right. You're it's totally right. right. Are you cool? Are you like, do you have something to offer of yourself? 
Like that's part of the gift economy too. Like who are you showing up as? Like what is your personal gift that you're offering this circle wherever you may happen to be, whether you're out deep playa at a random pop-up dance party from an art car where DJ Skrillex is performing or whether you're at center camp watching people play chess and do acro yoga. Like, who are you showing up as? Mm. Do you participate? Do you, you know, show love? Do you celebrate people? Do you share your gratitude for how they're showing up? It's, it's really, and you said it too, it's organized chaos, right? And That's it's crazy. for sure freedom culture in the sense where you are free to show up and discover who you really are. And the one thing I love about Burning Man is the first thing you hear is welcome home. Oh, wow. And yeah, I just got chills saying that because... That's so good. <laughs> it's true. And, yeah. it's, and at first I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, like, I like that. And, you know, as a business person, I'm like, oh, that's cool marketing. Like, you know, yeah, no, cool. totally. <laughs> right? I like, my mind first goes to that. And then actually being there for the week and experiencing it it's home because it's self, and it's home because it's truth. It's home because it's authentic. And I have friends there that I've known from like the you know startup community. I've known from the tech community, and I know how they are in real life. In yeah. this life, I don't want to say real life, but in this life, I know how they are. They're very buttoned up. They're very conservative. They you know they you know play within the lines, and normal, they never color outside. Exactly. Unquote, yeah. Very normal. Very socially acceptable. Yeah. And to see their transformation from day one to day three to day five to day seven to post Burning Man, like following up with them, incredible. Yeah. Because now I see who they really are. Like I get them now. I actually see their humanity and I love them more for it. I always loved them before, but now it's like I actually see you. That's and I amazing. freaking love you. And this is awesome. And there's no judgment and there's no anything. And, and it was interesting because I was talking to one of those people and he was saying, you know, I had all these fears coming back to the real world and like how are people going to perceive me now that, you know, they saw me at Burning Man and like, well, they, I'm like, yo, it's better because you're you and it's truth versus like the shade that's up. There's always a, a block between you and everyone else because you're holding yourself back, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're just like, here I am, what can people say about that? They're going to judge. People are obviously always going to have opinions. Yeah. But when you show up and you're like, so? Yeah, like, what, like what's what? up? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry you have a problem with it, but what I realized is, and again, going back to my biggest reflection is, the old me that would have stood there and judged a million people for how they showed up and what they wore and who they were with and their lifestyle choices was really the me that had a problem with myself, the me that wasn't fully self-expressed, the me that didn't feel comfortable in her own skin and felt insecure about people judging me because I was in modeling and because I was on TV and all these things that we talked about. When in reality now, it's just like, dude, I'm a human being. Yeah. Yes, I mess up. Yes, I'm awesome sometimes. Yes, I am you know have super highs and super lows. I'm a human being. Like I'm mm -hmm. constantly growing. I'm constantly evolving. And this goes back to what you were chatting about which, you know, here we are on this stage of some sort on the internet, like kind of like leaders, right, in a yep. sense. But, you know, and you said sometimes it, it feels like a farce, and I get that. But if, if we knew it all, the journey's done. Like we might as well be dead, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what the hell are we doing? I mean, if I knew <laughs> exactly. where this what was going to lead, if I could tell you exactly where Valhalla was going to go and exactly how it was going to be, I mean, I have intentions for what I would want to see, but things sure. happen in, in all directions and kinds i mean there's so many random moments and events some serendipitous some unfortunate but all of them which 
were absolutely necessary to have. Exactly. And exactly. And they all taught me things. And you know what I what I what I notice um, and what I've kind of been observing with this kind of the word space, and I want to get back to that a little bit, is your space is as big as you allow it to be. Yes. Right? So if yeah. you see that your world is like boxed in and closed off and the mm -hmm. only place that you can color within is these lines, okay, and the only place, that you, the only area that you can play was is, is within that playground designated for that, okay, well then the truth is your space is that size and that's yeah. okay. Some people are going to live their entire lives with that version of space and some people are going to live lives with smaller spaces and bigger spaces and that's okay and all of it's okay. Totally. And... But if you want your space to expand, and chances are you do. Chances are if you're listening yeah. to this, you're listening to Lexi talk, you're listening to me talk, chances are you're exploring, you know, expanding your space and what you consider normal, if you will. Um, the truth is that your space is, is dictated by you. It's dictated by how you feel and where that ends. And I like to imagine your space as being like, a, like an, an inwards-facing mirrored cube. Okay, mm -hmm. or shape of some kind, and this. Oh, that just felt really small. <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Right, and and what it is is you're in it, and what everywhere you look, you're basically seeing you, and you might think that you're seeing the other side. You might right. think that you're judging this other person for what they do and how they feel and what their beliefs are and what they chose to wear or whatever. Okay, but the truth is that when you're sitting there judging that person, you are judging you. You right. are looking in the mirror at yourself. And, and the only thing that is stopping you from expanding beyond that space and being bigger than that is you shattering that mirror and getting out of it. Yep. And Burning Man is the shattering of that kind of mirror. It's the death of that ego. That's why they burned the man. You might yes. think that they're burning the system and it's yeah. like some, I don't know, political thing. It's not. It's not. It's about burning the ego that is inside of you and yep. burning that 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 box that you had contained yourself in. And yeah. you might think that you, if you do it once, oh, now you're free. No. You no. will always build a new box. And even though it might be bigger, you will find a way. The mirrors will still find a way of reflecting back towards you. Um, totally. And what you need to do is consistently practice it. You know? And that's it. And, you know, I, I literally just did a video on this. And it's all about, like, we set our own limitations. Mm -hmm. You know, people, if I'm operating at a five right now and that's all I know is a five, and I meet you and I'm like, oh man, Mark's at a 10. I want to get to 10. So 10 now becomes my new limit. Yeah. But then I get to 10 and I look around and now at 10 I'm at a higher platform and I've got more perspective. Yeah. Now I can see that there's 100. Then I get up to 100 and I'm like, oh my God, there's a million. Then yeah. I get up to a million I'm like, holy crap, it's infinite. It's never you know? ending. It's never ending. And that's the beauty, right? Like the only limitations we feel are the limitations we put on ourselves. And yeah. Burning Man is the perfect place to shatter all limitations, to shatter all rules, to shatter all dogmatic programming and step into who we are as human beings, like who I individually am, minus ego, and just like as a child. And you literally get to show up and play. Yeah. And think about kids. Like kids don't know that things aren't possible. Kids yeah. don't know that that's stupid. they just like, they all right, here, you're going to be So we're going to play this. And your imagination just is allowed to just explode. Mm -hmm. And that's a Burning Man. And then where we as society have kind of worked and, this, you know, the system and what we learn and whatever begins to it kind of entrap and enclose For sure. us and, and, and descend upon us. And that's what happens, right? And we call that totally. growing up. And but yeah. the truth <laughs> is that growing up 
doesn't need to be that, right? It doesn't, and it doesn't, you know, people have midlife crises for a reason. They're, for sure. And, and, and I say that, look, I have a, I have a daily crisis. I have, a, I have a crisis all the time. I'm constantly right. trying to work at, at the improving or trying to do something better or checking in with myself as much as I possibly can. And it doesn't mean that I don't stray off the path at moments or, or kind of find myself in, in kind of, you know, putting my head down, running a little bit and being like, shit, went a little bit in the wrong direction and, and sure. correcting the course. You know, part yeah. of sailing a boat is not just going straight to from destination one to destination two. There's going to be waves and bumps and, and, and steering to be done along the way. And that's what's fun, right? For sure. It's and, the minor adjustments. Yeah. And, and, but here's what I want to kind of get to, which is I brought up Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. And Burning Man is the perfect example of a hero's journey, right? You separate yourself from the current society and your current yeah. ego and self that is your current lifestyle. You go out in the middle of the desert to a city that doesn't exist. And why? Why? Because there's no preconceived notion of that city. That city right. changes with the times and the cultures and the zeitgeist, yeah. if you will, which is phenomenal. Oh. And it changes with you showing up. And every year, there are different people who show up and it changes the experience of every single person and, and whatever. Absolutely. So that changing dynamic is phenomenal. It's 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 very natural and beautiful and I think it's great. From there, you're initiating yourself. As you go through the experience, like you said, day one, the person was like kind of felt this way, but then day three and day four and day five, and when they're done, they feel completely different. So that initiation is 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 there. And then that return back to your life and to your hometown, that's the whole, like the whole Burning Man experience is that yeah. hero's journey of going out to, to a land that nobody calls home really, but it, in the reality is their home. And totally. now all of a sudden we're, it's, it's the, like Burning Man seems to be one of the ultimate hero journey yeah. festivals, if you want to call it that, or experiences. And what I find so uplifting about that, what I find so inspiring about that is that I know that that is having massive implications on, on a world scale. I oh, know yeah. that other Burning Mans are taking off. I know that other people are now connecting and, and more, you know, connections and cohesiveness yes. and, and efforts combining and working together. I know that all of those things are, are byproducts of, of kind of Burning Man. And it's just, wow. I mean, yeah. And crazy. talk about, honestly, talk about what you guys are doing with Valhalla. There's a lot of symmetry to that. Like there's sustainability camps and, and they do tours where these camps are completely off the grid and they're recycling gray water and using solar energy. And, and it's just exposing people to the lie. Like everything, not just the sustainability camps, but like Burning Man, right? It's yep. exposing people to the lie, the lie that we've been told and the lie that we've been telling ourselves. And yeah, more importantly. Yeah, and that ripple effect is just crazy because I know for me personally, I'm back now in this world and I now get to incorporate all these, you know, freedom breakthroughs that I had in my coaching, in my workshops. And I get to see how people really show up and I get to challenge them now to step into that full expression of themselves. Mm. And I know my friend who I was talking to who is super buttoned up and is now, you know, more free, I know he, he does the same thing. He's in tech and he's like, I can't wait to come back to my company and share with them that we all get to be ourselves and that it's totally cool and I'm going to love them even more for it. Mm. Like, whoa, that type of vulnerable, intimate communication in the workplace? What? It's Incredible. amazing. And I mean, if you don't believe that it's actually happening, let me, let me give you another dose of this, of this example, which is we both went to um, uh, Catalyst Creative, right? 
Mm-hmm. And we went and we did the tour of Zappos and, and this, you know, company culture that uh, is really, you know, talked about. I mean, they wrote a book about it, literally. Um, totally. How their company culture is something that helps a company grow. And, and the reason for that is that you're giving people the space and freedom to decide things on their own. They don't have to always ask a boss to be able to do something. They have departments that are kind of more in a circular holacracy um, format than, than this hierarch, hierarchy version of, of what is totally. going on. And I know that the downtown project and Zappos, which is funded kind of by the, the founder of Zappos and, and kind of, you know, Tony Shea, the, all of that is basically coming out of, you know, things like him going to Burning Man and then buying one of the big, big pieces of artwork and installations exactly. and installing it at the downtown project. Okay? Exactly. Like that, that experience of Burning Man, and I'm not saying it started with Burning Man, but Burning Man definitely enhanced it and, and kind of, Proved him right, if you will. Okay, has in in, in ch- is changing the culture of new companies, and now in yeah. the tech world, things like Google and Facebook and all these places are kind of emulating that more and more and more. And I, I think trends tend to to happen, or at least like kind of er, techies tend to be early adopters in any trend, right? They yeah. they always have the newest thing, and that's what they're doing. But I believe that that's going to spill over into the rest of corporate America totally. and the rest of the of organizations. I think I think. You know, we will have succeeded in changing the world when banks are like that, too. You know what I mean? Or when, like, other organizations are like that. And, you know, when we're starting Greenseed, one of our members, Lawrence, who's part of Valhalla and is also part of Greenseed, I I was like, dude, I'm I'm crowning you the chief cultural officer. And this is a new position. (laughs) We're going to call you the CCO. And Uh this is – you are – in charge of making sure that we are a community that we that we work together that we that we talk that we don't just um, do business with one another we don't just try and make money or whatever we're really trying to to go after the same mission and changing the world and we're really all on the same page and we're really helping each other and helping our clients and helping whatever it is that we're gonna have and and, and build together and I didn't go to Burning Man to learn that but I do know that that space is in existence because of people like us stepping into that. And yes. I say us, not Alexi and Mark, which it does include us, but, but you, the listener, yeah. whoever's listening to this right now, I am speaking to you. You yes. can change your space. You can change your reality and how you start acting. And if you stop judging people and you stop doing things, your yes. friends are going to start doing that exact same thing. You are going to ripple across your surroundings. You can change the, the, the minds of your mother, your father. You can change the minds of old people, young people. You can change the system. You can, by just expressing yourself differently towards them, and yes. not only verbally and not only like saying, hey, instead of going to the cashier at the grocery store and just buying your stuff and getting out of there, but just treating people like humans, treating people in a way that everything that they are is acceptable no matter what, that, yeah. that without exception, that mentality, I mean, yeah, I'm it's our flabbergasted. Duty. It's, it is our duty as human beings to have radical self-acceptance. Because yeah. if we can't accept ourselves, we cannot accept anybody else. If we can't yeah. love ourselves, we can't love anybody else. And I have so many people that have coached or worked with their friends or family members that complain about their circumstance. Mm-hmm. And their circumstance is a direct reflection of how they show up within that circumstance. Yep. And the minute they're willing to actually admit that, one, and two, do something about it and change it, 
It's a game changer. Game yeah. over. You can change anything. You can literally transform the way your life looks just by transforming yourself and committing to your own personal growth without ego in the way and radical self-love and acceptance. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. And, and, and it's our duty. That's, that's the one thing we get to do every single day as human beings that we all are capable of, whether we've got no arms, no legs, blind, tall, short, fat, skinny, whatever. We can all radically love on ourselves. Period. Yeah. And we, we can accept who we are and what we are and the world as it is. And by accepting it doesn't mean we're submitting to it. It only means yeah. that we are being we are being in the truth of it. And yes. then we're are we are kind of aligning our, our vibrational frequencies into the, this truth. And by doing that, the amount of energy that comes out of that is is incredible. Uh, I use an totally. analogy that I've used uh, many times and you could be one of two people in life, okay, or one of two things potentially. You can be a fountain or you can be a cup, okay? Mm. So imagine that the fountain is the person who is exuding energy and love and, and acceptance and, and truth constantly. And that mm -hmm. fountain, right, tends to kind of ripple out into other things and, and it trickles down into other, other people and People are good at amassing wealth or creating cohesion and, and getting things together and projects off the ground. You know, entrepreneurs tend to like to try and be fountains. That's their idea, sure. right? And then there's people who are cup bearers, right? They, they mm -hmm. go around with their cup looking for water, right? Mm -hmm. And they're looking for it constantly and they're just begging, oh, can you give me water? And, oh, it's your fault that I don't have water or it's your fault because you're wasting it or blah, blah, blah. And we're, they're making excuses for why they're a cup. Okay, mm -hmm. and they're going around to fountains just trying to fill it up, and, and they're kind of starving and depriving themselves of their their of the real gift of life, which is that they are a fountain. Yes, and but they just choose not to be it. Yep, yeah. and and some and everyone will kind of be revealed that at some point, and it might be yeah. on your deathbed, or it might be when you're young and listening to Tony Robbins tapes, or yeah. it might be <laughs> when you decide to buy a piece of land and plant a tree. Uh, or, right. And it could be anything between all of those, of course. And so, but just know that there's one other message I really want to say is don't worry about where you are supposed to be either, right? Because I'm sure that you have thought about like, oh man, I'm, I'm whatever years old and maybe I'm supposed to have a house and I'm supposed sure. to have kids sure. or I'm supposed Especially to as a woman. make Please. more money. Yeah, of course. Or I'm supposed yeah. to look pretty or this or that. And right. that supposed to, that expectation that you're putting upon yourself for no good reason yeah. is really ruining your experience and is actually deterring you from, if anything, all of those things. Totally. It's a slow death because, you know, that's what I realized too when I was in the space of judgment of others, i.e. judging myself. Yeah. I was holding my happiness dependent on other people. Mm. Oh, I'm supposed to. Okay, my parents think I should be married or my dad, you know, wants me to have more of a steady career or this needs to happen because this person says I do too many things, so I need to focus. Mm. I would make myself crazy trying to make everyone happy. Yeah. And you know, it it reverberated across every single aspect of my life, even in modeling like the business of rejection. One person can think you're the most beautiful person in the world. Another person can be like, mm, no, I'm not feeling her. 
So it's like if I tried to change for every client, like, oh, she's too curvy. Okay, well, let me diet and let me not eat for a week. I would kill myself, like quite literally kill myself. So, you know, I learned that lesson early on in modeling where it's like, okay, I get to just be me and I get to take care of myself and be healthy and like love on who I am. I'm not going to be for everyone. Yep. Period. And that's what like the listeners, I hope, I hope if anything you get that, you're not going to be for everyone, and that's cool. Yeah. Seven billion people are a lot of people to try and make happy, <laughs> and I know I am not trying to make all those people happy. So. I, yeah, me either. I, I mean, we, we're you know we you know one of the one of Val's missions is to make sustainability mainstream vaguely. Okay, it's just an easier way of explaining a, a much longer conversation that I would have with somebody if I if I really wanted to explain everything that is Valhalla. Um, but the truth is that. Making mainstream doesn't mean that we're going to try and convince everyone, and it doesn't necessarily that we're just trying to make it normal either. We're trying to change normal, and that's a very key differentiation is that we're not trying to make what we're doing normal. We're trying to make normal just explode and be like, no, wait a second. Anything could be normal. This, This is just as valuable and different than normal, and so how we're doing that is changing the culture. Okay, yes. we're changing the culture and the the mindset that is around that, and and opening up the space as much as we possibly can, totally. and in all directions, not just in one direction, not just in like, well, okay, we're gonna prove solar panels work, or we're gonna prove Earthships are cool, or or that ecological buildings are possible. No, we're not just doing that. We're we're doing podcasts, we're doing blogs, we're 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 gonna host festivals. Like we're gonna try and do everything we possibly can, and if we're not gonna do it, we're gonna support people who do it. Yeah, and, and that's what Green Seed is about. That's what all of these things. Are about is that we're just trying to make you also feel the same way and and when oh. you're in that light and when you're shining bright and when you realize wow I can I have the, the opportunity to turn up the, the brightness on my own meter of life at any moment yes and I can just dial in and just keep going and keep going and keep going and become that fountain yeah. I mean, and provide, and that fountain, if you really realize it, even when you realize you're a fountain, you might think, oh, I only have enough water for like five cups. Okay, yeah. but the truth <laughs> is, but you're, the truth is yeah. you're constantly proving that wrong. It's like, shit, no, wait, no, I have enough water for There's a more. thousand cups and totally. a million cups. And it's totally. just that, that benchmark that is being created in our minds of what is possible and, yes. and what is, and, and changing that because I Bet you my life, 200 years ago, there was no way that they thought that we would be having this conversation across this. Ever. Like, there's no way. Like, how the Ever. hell, if you ask me, if you put me back in the caveman days, and yeah. then, you know, how many years would it take for me to invent the computer if I were able to, like, yeah. regenerate myself over time, let's say, or live forever? Totally. It would take me forever. It would, I don't even think for I would ever, ever do it. I don't even think I would. I don't know if I have the complete technical capabilities of saying that I would have ever invented this. Yet, yeah. the caveman... And even not even the caveman, but just somebody living 150 years ago, even 100 years ago, would yeah. never, ever yeah. have believed that this is possible. And, nope. but and that is. goes back to the conversation of your level. Yeah. You only know what's possible right now unless unless you tap into the knowingness, like what you're talking about, yeah. that we are an ever-flowing, all-resourceful fountain. Yep. Like we are a part – we're made of stardust. Yeah. Like. I don't care what conversation you want to have, but we are made of stardust. Mm -hmm. So we're a part of that universal expansion of everything. Mm -hmm. Then we are that universal expansion of everything. Absolutely. Which means we're capable of everything, which means we have no idea what we're even capable of. So keep shining. Like that is so important because 
right now, like we could think a million is like crazy. Like, oh my God, if I could reach a level a million, like my life would be whoa. Yeah. But then we would get up there and be like, there's more. It's always relative. It's all relative. It's all, you know, if I learned anything from Dragon Ball or if I learned anything from any yeah. superhero thing, right? Your level could constantly go up. You can constantly oh. gain and gain and gain and it's endless. And um, yeah. so the pursuit is not the gain, but right. the pursuit is, is, is the experience, right? Yeah. What, what I've um, heard in, in talks that you've done and, and videos and, and what I kind of get as a message um, is also from numerous people, uh, including yourself as a teacher, is that it's not about the destination. It's not about what people think about you f on the outside, but it's only about just you going through the journey and living yeah. it as, pos as, as best as you possibly can and, and yeah. showing up every day and trying to do your best every day and acknowledging our mistakes because we're going to make mistakes. Yes. I do things all the time that hurt people's feelings. I do things all the time that are unsustainable. I do things all the time that are just not my highest self. But I yeah. also know that. And I also mm -hmm. deal or try and deal with it. And I try and improve upon it. And that's, and that, what more can I do? That's it. Right? That's and, it. Because I mean, you're human, right? We're all human and none of us are perfect. Yeah. And if we were perfect, then we should be dead. Exactly. Like we're, if I figured it out, I should no longer be here. <laughs> I, I always say that the day that we figure it out, we'll, we'll be dead. And yeah. so technically, normally I do these podcasts in the last an hour. Can you, for number one, can you believe that that was an hour? <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah. But that being said, um, I want to thank Alexi for being a part of the podcast. I really want you guys to go show her some love. The link's below. Go rate, subscribe, comment. Um, go check out alexipanos.com. Go check out epicthemovement.org, I believe. Yes. Um, and go just just go exude your love for her, for others, uh, and and tell somebody that you love them. Just tell them right now. Yeah. You, wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing, just tell them that you love them right now as you're listening to this. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And I want to leave you with one last thought, everyone. The person who said that we weren't at the, the center of the universe, right? And that the suns, that we weren't, you know, the sun and all the stars weren't spinning around us, but that we were kind of spinning within it was totally right from a scientific perspective. But the mm -hmm. truth is that we are at the center of the universe because we are the universe. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to leave that in your minds. Let that, let that sit and flow. And, uh, and again, thank Alexi for being so awesome. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Uh, always is. Always a pleasure. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. We love you all. Much love. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to rate and leave a comment.